Webmaster Radio helps you to find your inner peace and help you discover the key to success. Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. Whether you are a newbie or an experienced Internet explorer, it's time to find the answers that you seek. Ask the questions that others are afraid to ask and earn the rewards of your good karma. And now Webmaster Radio presents Good Karma. And now, here is your host, Good ROI, Greg Nyland. Hey, everybody. Hope you're having an excellent day going on right now. We have an excellent keyword research topic going on today. We have Christine Churchill on the line, and she's going to be chatting with us about all the great stuff about keyword research because... That's where so much of the Internet marketing begins, or at least where it should begin, by identifying the good keywords to go after. Hey, Christine, how you doing? Hey, Greg, fine. How are you doing today? Excellent. <laughs> um, how's the weather down in Texas? Well, I'll tell you what, it's gotten cold here. I heard somebody even had some snow a little bit north of us, which is highly unusual for this part of the country for this time of year. We're, we've ha- already had 80s and 90s, so if that gives you any uh, indication of what we're normally at. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're up in New York, it's cold, it's snowy and miserable, what can I say? <laughs> That's why I live down here. <laughs> well, we've had an easy winter this year, so I can't complain, but my fiance, she was uh, raised up in North Carolina, so whenever oh, it's below like 40 degrees, I get sheer hell. Yeah, but then you can keep her warm, see, that's perfect. Well, that's the, you know, reasoning of staying in a cold climate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Let's jump right into this. Um, so tell us, what is keyword research and why should we even care? Well, keyword research, um, let me put it this way. Have you ever thought about why McDonald's or why Starbucks, they pick the most busy corner to put their new store? Because they want to be found. And that's really kind of what why you do keyword research. Uh, mm-hmm. It's basically to be found. Um, if you don't do it, what happens is, is you can actually miss out on a lot of opportunities. And I can give you a horror story about that. Um, oh, we love the, horror stories. They, you like horror stories? Well, this one doesn't involve <laughs> ghosts, but it, well, like it depends. Which it's, it's still a haunting. So uh, back in the late 90s, I was with an Internet startup that I partly owned. was called NetMechanic. And we had... Um, we have some pretty good little tools out there for webmasters, and they were doing pretty well, and I was the uh, the SEO and the marketing person there, and you know, I was looking at my uh, rankings on the search engine, and I had like top 10 rankings on just about everything I was going after, working and I thought, you know, I'm rankings. doing great, and then I was looking at my logs, and I'm just not getting a whole lot of traffic here, Right. And so I was like very concerned, and I started looking a little bit closer at the words we were targeting, and um, I had to understand this was an engineering company. <laughs> Our background, we were a bunch of engineers that had turned into marketing. Um, I happened to be the one person on the staff that had an MBA, so I got, got sunk into the, the marketing position. But I'm looking at our keywords, and they were all very, very technical, and the terms we were going after were just hard to spell, hard, hard for people to even understand. We were using technical terms for not the, not the generics. And I went and talked to my uh, tech support guy for a little bit, mm-hmm. and and. You know, that was like the most, one of the most enlightening conversations I ever had because he told me that the words he uses when he's talking to our clients are totally different than what comes out of off the website. And I thought, oh, my God, I've totally missed the boat on this. So I went back after, you know, talking with him and tapping his brain out. I went back and I re-optimized the site for some words that he was using when he was talking to clients. And, you know, all of a sudden our traffic started picking up. You know, people started finding us. And so it really brought it home to me just, you know, how important that really is because rankings are nothing if it's not words that people are actually using and words that they, you know, are looking for your kind of products. So that right. was kind of a, a life lesson. I've, I've never really forgotten it. It's uh, every time I sit down to optimize a page, you know, the first thing I do is I, I set time aside and I go after the keywords and uh, come up with a really terrific list that I think will actually work. And I, and I, I talk about my little process a little bit if you want. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, first off, I have to set what the goals are. And a lot of times it's, you know, new keyword opportunities. Um, if they've got a site that's already optimized, I want to make sure that they don't have any bad keyword choices like I did because <laughs> that's no fun. Um, one of the things we like to do early on is maybe test the words. And if they've got 
like pay-per-click going on, that's a great way to get some feedback if they've got some analytics running because then we can actually see which words are performing, um, mm-hmm. can see which ones are converting, which ones are bringing people onto the site. I mean, there's a lot of different metrics of success that they might be looking for. They may be, you know, how long do they stay on the site? Uh, do they fill out the, the little download page for uh, getting their white paper? You know, are they making donations? You know, whatever their metric is. Um, if, if certain words are bringing those kind of people in that do what you want to do on your site, you know, those are golden words. Those are the ones we want to, want to use and optimize. And, you know, optimization takes a long time. Um, I mean, yeah, it doesn't happen we, overnight anymore. No, it really doesn't. It's a lot of work. I tell you what, it used to be easy. You slap words on there and stuff them in the, you know, the right places on the page. That doesn't work. Of course, you know, the honest truth is you may have brought them to your page, but if you had it stuffed everywhere, that's... I don't know about you, but I I can't stand keyword stuff pages. Um, <laughs> it's, well, it's just, there's two schools of thought there. You know, there's the ugly site sell. It's if you make a site that's so ugly, people just will click anything to get away from you. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's the other one that it's so ugly they're never going to give you your money. So, yeah. Well, there there is a lot of things that make people want to pull out their checkbook and. Um, I suppose one of the things is having a tr- having the trust factors up there. Um, but oh, you know, ugly is good for AdSense. <laughs> and my little AdSense sites are doing okay, and uh, they're ugliest. <laughs> so, so that's another topic. We probably shouldn't go there. <laughs> but, uh, now, now keywords, you know, there's a there's a lot to putting them in there with finesse, and so the marketing message isn't damaged by keyword stuffing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, you, know, you always hear about the keyword density thing. Uh, for those that don't really understand keyword density, it's the uh, it's, it's like I always think of it as the ratio, the number of keywords that are on the page um, within the total. You know, if, if you compare them to the number of indexable words on that page, they beat the percentage of, of the keyword that's on there. I, I personally am not a big fan of the keyword density model. Back in the late '90s, it was it was all about it. that's what worked. But you know, now it's about links, and now it's about conversion. And right. you know, keeping things like um, keyword f- the frequency of using it, and using them in the right places and prominent places, and proximity. I mean, adjacency still works quite well. With oh, keywords. even more than ever. Yeah, yeah, and it makes a big difference. And then, of course, uh, getting links with the anchor text with the right words in it—that's important. So, yeah, it's a right. lot. It's a lot tougher winning in the SEO world today than it was a few years back. We have to work, earn our living now. I know. It's rough. It's terrible. It's awful. <laughs> what happened to the easy times? My one-hour work day is no more. I know I have to work two hours a day. I'm really upset. Oh, I'm so... Well, you're going to have to do something about that. You get down to an hour and a half or else. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lose my union card? Oh, I don't know if it'll go that far, but I imagine they'll, uh, you'll, you'll get a bad mark. Right. <laughs> we'll be calling you bad ROI. <laughs> uh, have you bought that domain name yet? Bad ROI? Oh, no, i got to go grab that quick. <laughs> <laughs> just so they don't, somebody doesn't use it against you. <laughs> yeah, I can just see it now. Dave N. will be slapping on, you know, uh, uh, bad ROI pictures on it. Oh, he probably will. He'll put horns and stuff on you, too. <laughs> you have me drunk oh, at, you know, all guy. the SES parties. <laughs> well, um, he's he's one of my favorite people, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Always fun to hang out with. And at two, three in the morning, it's you can really also have incredible business conversations. Yeah, I seem to recall. Uh, I've I've had conversations with him. In fact, I remember. I think he was involved in our. 3 a.m. site clinic one time. There was a group of us <laughs> that decided to have site clinics at 3 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> it was uh, quite a fun time, actually. It was, uh, if you can imagine a bunch of drunk SEOs around a machine ripping apart websites. I mean, we've got a weird sense of humor. I, that's all I can say. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is entertaining. And for anyone who has not been to a conference, definitely make your, you know, make yourself go to at least one conference. And it's not just about the sessions. It's also about what happens in between the sessions. Oh, it is. It's, it's networking. And even though I've been going to these conferences, honestly, I've, I started going to SES, for instance, at the very first one. I've been to a lot of the Webmaster World Conferences, a lot of, I mean, just a lot of different conference circuits. 
I still learn things. I mean, sometimes it's only in the bar I learn things, but I still pick up things that are new. So I, I look at it as professional development. Oh, yeah, completely. Um, and it's but, fun. <laughs> <laughs> jump, uh, getting this back onto the keyword research. Oh, is that what we're supposed to talk about? Okay. Yeah, I know. That's, that's what they're I am and me about. They're like, hey, you know, I thought this was keyword <laughs> research. I'm like, no, it's just about a good time. Um, <laughs> what are the different types of keyword research? Different types. Well, I mean, I guess I look at keyword research as keyword research, but I do have a slightly different approach when I'm doing for SEO as, as opposed to pay-per-click. I mean, I guess what I could do is kind of describe a part of the process and then, and then show where the deviations are. Um, the very first step in anything you do, obviously, is going to be like a brainstorming session. That's where you don't have any kind of judging, judgment going on. Um, the whole goal is to generate a very broad list of keywords to get them out there. Um, I also like to take words from, like, if we have a client, uh, you know, talk to them. They, a lot of them have uh, keyword lists in-house, um, and I like to get that from them. I mean, the one thing I have and I will warn people about is a lot of time the, the list you'll get from your clients tend to be a lot of insider jargon. So it may not be. It may be a case where they're too close to the product, and they're calling it by you know the insider name, and people in the in the real world are calling it by a generic name or some other name. And so you may end up finding that that's a very common problem when you come with a marketing department and they hand you this list, and it's like, oh, this will never go. And a lot of times there's a lot of resistance on their part to part with those words because they have their egos and everything. Um, my recommendation this is something we do quite frequently. If we find we're with a, working with a client who's very resistant to change like that, we'll okay. actually recommend we do some pay-per-click with those words for a short time to test them. And then it doesn't become you fighting with the client or you butt-hitting with the clients or anything like that. You're actually having a third party prove you know, the, the performance of those keywords. And suddenly all the animosity, all the you know the the friction just goes away because they can see what words are performing. And, you know, people want their, their company to do well. And when you can show them that, hey, if you use this keyword, it's very similar to the one you had. It's just, you know, this one works a little bit better. They, they'll buy into it. You know, test it in the marketplace and see what really works. Yeah. And other than doing the PPC, um, what other tools are useful? Oh, I use, you know, that's the funny thing. I'm probably, uh, my background was with tools, so I kind of go uh, nutso with tools. But I'm going to list a bunch of here, and you're going to wreck. You're going to freak because I, I do use, I mean, you've heard of Word Tracker. Um, that's probably the best known one. I always call that the granddaddy of the tool, the keywords. Um, right. Keyword tool, just because it's been around for a long time. Um, the Google. And they have a really nice uh, free ebook that they have out there. Yes, they do. I like it very much, and it's funny. I mean, it's entertaining. It, it kept my interest the whole time I read that that little ebook, and um, they did a very good job on it. The excellent group of writers that were involved in that. So, I mean, no, that's that's top of the line. That's good, and it, and it actually brings out a lot of good points about uh, keyword research. Mm -hmm. But uh, Yahoo. They've got that little uh, suggestion tool. I don't know if you've ever, I mean, most people have seen that one. I use that one a lot for brainstorming. I mean, even, you know, we, we've got some in-house tools that, that, that pull data in and things like that, and we manipulate it. But that's a good place to start for someone just in a brainstorming session. They can put, like, the root word into the, the little search box there in the Yahoo suggestion tool, and it lists all kinds of words you may never even thought of. And it gives you the popularity numbers from the previous month. So that's kind of nice. Um, NicheBot has got some tools that basically they kind of repackage uh, Word Tracker and Keyword Discovery and some of the other tools, but um, it's all in one spot, which is kind of nice. I don't know if you've tried the, the Trillion's Keyword Discovery tool. That one I've been using quite a bit lately. It's just uh, I have to admit, that's been on my to-do list to check it out for a few months. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a pretty good little tool. I, I'd recommend you try it out. I like it. I've, I've been using that quite a bit. Um, you know, for another tool I use for the brainstorming is just a little Google Suggest that you can, you know, put a word in and start listing all the, the yeah, words I've that are similar yeah. to it. That works. Uh, I don't know if you've used a little tilde in, in oh, a word yeah. with Google, you know, to get some... It used some, to be uh, so much more powerful, though. The what? The uh, tilde in the Google search, it used to be... Uh, I used to get a lot more uh, results with it. 
Yeah, I think they're scaling everything back. Maybe we're learning too much. <laughs> Maybe it's gotten too popular. I don't know. But, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, Hitwise has a keyword intelligence tool. Also, I don't know if you've played with that one. That one's uh, uh, pretty A little fun. bit. I like that one. Uh-huh. Um, but, actually, we're going to take a quick commercial break to listen to our excellent sponsors, and then we're going to be right back, and we're going to be talking more about how to do organic SEO keyword research. Stay tuned, I like everyone. It. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. You're brilliant. Brilliant. At creating innovative ideas. Ideas. Building brand value and increasing customer loyalty. But when it comes to measuring, testing, and optimizing every online interaction, you need help. In the fast-changing new world of marketing, the web is where it's happening. Where it's happening. That's why a powerful online marketing performance management solution is the next major evolution for web trends and for you. Web trends. Web trends marketing lab. You bring the art, we'll deliver the science. Learn more now at webtrends.com. Here you go. Who are these people? Your customers. Customers? Yep. See, now that you're sharing all your media files through P2Pads.com, you know, like your MP3s, video files, software, pictures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And advertising all your sites through our global peer-to-peer network. Get to the point. Well, we're able to bring millions of your fellow surfers, basically, right to your front door. For more details, visit us at P2Pads.com. P2Pads.com. Expose yourself. Raising your ad inventory profits to the next level today is as simple as XY7.com, the only affiliate network giving you top payouts daily. Plus, you'll enjoy over 100 fresh high-converting offers, your own XY7.com debit card, good anywhere, and true 24-7 dedicated support. Our affiliate managers even sleep with their Blackberries. So why run your ads anywhere else? Let your site work harder for you today with XY7.com so you won't have to. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Mayer. Some things in life are never wrong. And some things in life are always wrong. But it's a very fine line between what is really wrong and what is truly wrong. But in life, everything's wrong. <laughs> Tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Mikkel DeMip every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Excellent. Hey, everybody. We're back, and we're having an excellent time talking with Christine Churchill about keyword research. Christine, what are good ways to evaluate keywords, you know, with all the different factors out there, what's a good way that people should be using to measure out the different keywords? Well, you know there's a couple of different considerations that people ought to keep in mind when they're, they're looking over their keyword list and trying to decide which ones to focus on. Um, you know, obviously, popularity is going to be uh, a big factor because that kind of tells you the, the volume of uh, traffic that you're going to get. Um, I think it's also the area where people make the biggest mistake on it. They go with the most popular term, and they don't consider if it's really, really relevant, and if they even have a chance on it. Uh, I know in-house here we do a lot of evaluating of keywords from the competitive side to see what it would take to get, you know, positioning, a good position on a certain keyword. Mm -hmm. And the reality is it's a lot harder than it used to be. We we mentioned that. But there's a lot of things you have to do both on the page, off the page, and on your site as well to to be able to rank on those those really competitive keywords. Um, So... Doing sort of a competitive analysis is another consideration. <laughs> uh, relevancy, that's important. Make sure that it actually works for your site. Um, a lot of people just pick words because they think, oh, you know, if I stick this word, let's see, Britney Spears, yeah, put it up here, um, that'll get me lots of traffic. Well, you know, a few years ago that kind of thing really did work, and you can work it in for short term, but, you know, it's not, those aren't really words that, that convert. If you're selling baby diapers, you don't want adult diapers <laughs> on your page. No, <laughs> absolutely. It's it's just uh, 
those kind of things just don't work anymore. I mean, it's it, one of the things about online marketing is it's marketing has gotten a lot more in, important. In fact, um, it used to be you could do it by brute force, just you know, crank those words in there, put those keywords, stuff them here or there, you know, and, and you could rank. And there is a, it's a much more difficult. Uh, you have to have a broader base of knowledge now to really do well, and I think that's showing up uh, in the rankings. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of off the page effort with with link building, you know, pro- appropriate partnering with other websites and um, business negotiations you have to do. It's it's a lot bigger deal than it used to be. Oh yeah, it used to be fun. <laughs> now we have to work, like we said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it used to be really just a no brainer. You just slap the words up there and it would work. But now you actually, you know. It's taken so much more effort to do it organically that before you do all this effort, you want to make sure you have a winner before you know before you invest your time and money into it. That is so right, and I know um, one of the things I do when I'm, I'm doing a keyword research document is I'll I'll try to like map out different keywords for the different pages where they're appropriate and where I think they can rank. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that is my most agonizing stage when I'm I'm sitting there looking at a list of keywords and I'm trying to decide. There's so many factors you're looking at. You're looking at the competitiveness, the popularity. You know, is this appropriate for this page? And then you're you're looking at there, and you're going, "Ooh, this is such a competitive term. I don't know. Probably, you know, on this page, we're only going to be able to go after this one term because it's so competitive. Whereas, you know, if they're not quite as competitive, you might be able to squeeze two or three phrases, maybe even more. You know, if they're really not that competitive onto the page. So it's uh, it's a different world. <laughs> Yeah, and speaking of the non-competitive words, how do you feel about misspellings? What's the best way to handle them? Well, most of my clients are very concerned about brand and image and things like that. So obviously, it's going to look bad if I put a misspelling on their page or recommend <laughs> that. They're, it's just not going to go over. Um, yeah, corporate guys yeah. always freak out when you do. <laughs> <laughs> they do. They have no sense of humor. What can I say? Um, the way we handle that normally is we buy the misspelling in pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. Or one of the other strategies, if the word is not very competitive, you can put it in a meta keyword tag. Now, obviously, that's not going to help you in ranking, but as far as relevancy, you know, you have a chance of showing up for that if it's uh, in the, the keyword meta tag. Right. But it'll it'll help a bit, but not that much. Yeah, it's not. It, it basically, for a non-competitive term, it's one way you can at least uh, get a showing, but it's not. You're not going to rank with it not being visible on the page. Well, you know another fun one I like, so you don't dirty up the corporate image, but you still grab traffic? Mm-hmm. You just create like a little blog, you know, and you slap up the misspellings because on a personal blog, misspellings look normal. Oh, sure. It looks like you just had a, a typo or something on there. Right. Absolutely. And then it just so or happens Or it looks like a stream of blog... consciousness, you're just going along. <laughs> yeah. And so happens that the same blog is sponsored by your corporate account and you have nice pretty banners and all that stuff. Oh, there you go. That's a great idea. So, I'll I'll tell my next client that. <laughs> yeah, just make sure you register the domain under another company, different <laughs> hosting, and all that other stuff. You don't want to be seen as a mini network. Not good. No, a separate IP. <laughs> <laughs> Run it off of everything completely different. You know, just have it on someone's Visa card. Cost them like five bucks a month. It works well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very good. Um, so are there any words to avoid, like we were talking before, you know, the relevancy, you don't want adult diapers if you're selling baby diapers, but what about words like free or buy or trademarks? you talking about for SEO or pay-per-click? SEO. Here. SEO. Um, well, most of the time we're not giving things away, um, so free a lot of time is not appropriate. I mean, if you are giving a free thing away um, in a promotional it might be a very appropriate word to use. You're just going to get a lot. A lot of times, that brings non-relevant traffic. Um, yeah. So, you know, managing it in the proper point in the buying process is, is, is also an important thing. If you're trying to, you know, sell something, um, use maybe in pay-per-click, um, using words that are later in the buying process is a good thing as well. Right. But I'd, as far as Bad words, you know, things to watch out for. Uh, basically, is non-relevant words or words that are going to bring with the wrong kind of traffic, and it mostly applies on the pay-per-click side. Just because um, you're paying for each of those clicks, and if you're bringing non-converting traffic, that's just money you've thrown away. Um, I, I 
Well, I think with PPC, it's a lot easier to identify the money you've thrown away. But if you're talking SEO and you're selling something, I wouldn't want to be ranking for free, like, you know, free widgets or whatever, um, because that means you probably spent a lot of time getting inbound links, you know, with the anchor text free widgets. So I would have rather spent the time for buy widgets because you'll get a better conversion rate. Well, well, that's true, but if if free widgets is something you're going to, I, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't see where you would actually spend time building anchor text for a word like that. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I just using that um, as I, the example. If I'm going to spend time in my linking campaign, I'm definitely going to do my keyword research up front and find the words I want to be uh, ranking on. So, absolutely, you wouldn't use words like free uh, in that case because. Um, you just don't want that kind of traffic. I mean, you want people to come in with their checkbooks out and their credit cards ready to, to buy. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, anything you want to say about organic before we jump into our next commercial break? I like organic. Um, I like don't organic and I like pay-per-click. <laughs> in fact, uh, we easily, most of our clients do both, um, and they do really well. Well, yeah. And I like organic because of the lasting yeah. long-term value it has. Mm-hmm. And and I think there's sort of a halo effect when somebody sees you in the top rankings uh, that they think that you're the authority on that word. Yeah. So I'm a big fan of organic. Excellent. Well, we're going to head in to listen to our fabulous sponsors again. When we come back, we're going to spend more time talking about PPC campaigns and picking all the right keywords for them. Sounds good. Stick around. Good Karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. 3 a.m. traveling to a conference in Oklahoma City. Steve Talbot's Ford Escort radiator hose bursts near the town of Hooker. He types Hooker Escort Hookup into another local search engine's one-box search. He has a great time that he can't expense. TrueLocal.com. Two boxes. One click. Great results. Increase your organization's bottom line with unique, highly effective, permission-based email solutions from Exact Target now. Discover why more than 4,000 organizations worldwide rely on Exact Target's on-demand software for strengthening customer relationships and controlling email throughout their enterprise. Get superior technology and support for bottom line business impact with Exact Target. Visit www.exacttarget.com today. Finally, an easy way to advertise online. From planning to analysis and everything in between. Take control with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Now manage your entire ad serving experience with your Microsoft Excel workbook. Save time. Save money. Reduce training and easily control your data with TrueAdvertiser.xls from True Effect. Taking the mystery out of online advertising. Once and for all. And now, WebmasterRadio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. I might sound a little bit like I'm like two tongues in my mouth at the moment because like all one side of my tongue's like all chewed up because I'm like I'm chewing it I'm like ooh that's hurting <laughs> you know it's like like I'm saying to my brain like brain tell my teeth to stop chewing my tongue and it's like listen brain like stop chewing my tongue but if my tongue hurts by this time it's like ooh. <laughs> tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Michael Demint. Every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Straight Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to Good Karma. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now, here's your host. Excellent. Hey everybody, welcome back. This section of the show we're going to be jumping in and focusing more about keywords for the PPC world. Uh, And talking about those keywords, what are the key parts of PPC keyword research? Hey Greg, um, probably very similar to the SEO side, only you're going to probably take a few steps farther. And what I mean by that is you're going to broaden the, the keyword list. 
for pay-per-click. Mm-hmm. And I think this is something that's going to grow in importance over the next year. Um, the prices on a lot of the keywords have gone up, uh, especially in some of the competitive areas. Um, I know for my clients, that's an area of concern. You know, they're getting a lot of pushback, and they want to make sure that the, the words that we're buying convert. They want to make sure that they're, they're worthwhile. And what we're finding is our better words are actually some of the longer phrases, which, you know, makes sense because it's usually a little more specific word, you know, a phrase. You've got, you know, three or four words in there or you've got a product name or something like that. That's pretty far into the buying cycle. And so your conversion rates tend to be even higher. And for a small company who, you know, they've got to watch every penny, those kind of words are golden. I mean, those kind of words are the ones that they're actually removing some of our keywords farther farther toward the tail end of the keywords that we're selecting. So when you're doing the keyword research, you have to go out and explore what those words are. So it's, it's like you do a bunch of keywords, and then you just have to keep going and growing over time. Um, right. And it's... And then in addition to that, for pay-per-click, you have to do what we call a negative keyword list. Those are the ones that keep your ad from showing up for non-relevant uh, terms. Um, one, one of the things that we're doing right now is, is we've got a, a steel manufacturer as a client. And this is kind of funny, but um, he started showing up for, like, steel pots. Um, he came <laughs> in with an existing account, and this was, this was really <laughs> quite hilarious. Um, but he came, started showing up the, the weirdest one when I was going through his log files. Um, I saw words like Dollywood and uh, Gatlinburg. Now, this guy is a global <laughs> steel manufacturer. And, you know, he's shown up for Dolly Parton. Now, <laughs> I'm like, my, my imagination is like, going, what in blazes? Is there something out here I don't know about? Is somebody, you know, some SEO, like, gone against him and <laughs> a campaign against him to make him show up for these words? But I started looking a little bit closer, and I realized that, you know, he had forge is one of his pay-per-click words, and he had no negatives with that. And Uh-oh. Google, yeah, I know, <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> what I'm going to tell you now, but in their extended bride match, they had taken the word forge, and they had matched it with pigeon forge, which happens to be a little town in Tennessee. It's a lovely part of Tennessee, by the way, but it's, it's a little town in Tennessee where Dollywood happens to be, um, Dollywood is a, is kind of a, recreational um, amusement park that uh, Dolly Parton put up. So right. Google, in its wisdom, had, had taken this logic flow all the way to Dolly Parton. So it was, it was really quite hilarious, a little steam park showing up for a steel manufacturer. <laughs> we didn't think it was so funny because we're paying clicks. We quickly put a, I mean, I think we ended up with like 200 uh, negative keywords on that, on that particular client. This is and unreal. an excellent case study about why you need good analytics when you do PPC. Yeah, exactly. That's so true. Probably another area a lot of people just totally overlook. I've had people walk in the door, and they're spending just incredible amount, I mean, more than you and I make a year on pay-per-click, and they're not doing analytics. And I'm like, what? <laughs> How can you not be doing analytics? That's usually the first thing we do is we put them on an analytics program. Yeah, they're like, well, analytics are too expensive. I'm like, you have a seven-figure AdWord account. Okay, you can spend a few thousand bucks on good analytics. Trust yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's kind of one of those uh, talks you have to do early on. <laughs> like, look, I'll pay for the analytics out of my own pocket, but I want fifty percent of all the savings. Yeah, I like that. Hey, I'm going to use that next time. I like it, Greg. You know, you're going to make your money back. <laughs> Come on, these guys—they just don't get you know. And a lot of the analytics are free. You know, I mean, for as much as what most people need today. Um, and for the larger corporate people, the analytics packages that they need, it's not too expensive for what they're getting. It really no, is it, worth the money. No, they themselves so many times over in, in improvements to the website. I mean, we use a lot of analytics tools. I, I, don't, I try to be agnostic when it comes to analytics tools because we use so many of them. Mm-hmm. I have my favorites for different things. Um, but I, I think they give us so much feedback. They're wonderful programs. And uh, if somebody out there is doing paperwork and they're not doing analytics, um, do yourself a favor and go get an analytics program. <laughs> yeah, because also doing analytics, you'll find the specific keywords that you're pulling up on. Like you said, you know, you found out Dolly Parton, so you add that to the negative keyword. But you might find that there really was a good word, and then you can start fine-tuning the bidding for those specific keywords. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, yeah, I think so. I think that's a great idea. And also, you might see words that people think you're all about, and it might give you an idea for a new product line that you're not doing right now that's related to what you do. I mean, if you have all the traffic coming to you and they all think that you're doing that, then throw up a banner for that or something. You know, you never know, and it all depends on what situation. But without the analytics, you'll never have that information, and you'll never know what your keywords are doing for you. Right. Uh, you know, PPC offers you the opportunity to track where the spending is going, and uh, that's what makes it so nice. It's it's very easy to use. It's very you know most analytics programs work very well with your pay per click. You can put uh, you know your tracking codes on or your JavaScript, and it's it's you know it's pretty easy. They've made it user friendly and marketing friendly. <laughs> I say that because I'm thinking about some of these early analytics programs where you had to be an IT person to use them and figure them out, and now they've really cater, they're really catering to the marketing departments. They've finally understood who their real target audience is. It's taken them a while, but they're doing it. Yeah, they figured out who's signing the checks. Yes. <laughs> once they did that, they're like, ooh, we've got to make these things simple to use. <laughs> uh, they have to be simple or nobody uses them, and... Um, I think that you know the, the usability of, of a tool is important, and, and I think that's actually shown in their bottom line. You know, the mm-hmm. tools that are making it now are the ones that people can learn without having to pick up a, a manual or spend 40 hours in a classroom trying to learn. And when you're talking about you know, using the analytics to track the t- uh, effectiveness of the keywords, do you feel that the... Uh, tools provided by the PPC companies are good enough, or do you also think people should uh, augment them? Well, I'm, I'm of the mind that um, conversion data is very important data, and it should be held close, close held by the company. So mm-hmm. I like to use third-party analytics tools. Um, using the ones that come from the uh, pay-per-click companies themselves are better than nothing. But if you can afford one in your budget, I would recommend you go with a third-party analytics tool. This is just my personal preference. This is what I recommend to my clients. Yeah, my paranoia it's agrees with you. <laughs> <laughs> you Maybe we're just old-school uh, paranoia, suspicious types, but uh, I just like clean lines. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I don't like um, everyone holding the same guy that takes my money telling me how good my money is performing. Mm, I like different people to do that. Well, I just I start to my mind starts wondering when I think I'm giving I'm handing over this conversion data to somebody who can define what my bid amount is going to be. Hmm, they know this is a real valuable word. What would be the logical consequence of that? Um, I just I just don't even like where my mind goes with that comment. So uh, I just avoid the issue, and we use uh, other analytics tools. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the ones that are provided. They're better than nothing, but um, it, you know, analytics tools aren't that expensive. And I, I like to play it safe. Yep. And how do you handle the issue of singular versus plural versions of the keywords? Well, for pay-per-click, we usually buy both. Uh, for SEO, um, if we know which one performs better, because sometimes they actually have different meanings. You know, mm-hmm. it sounds like they should have the same, but sometimes they actually have a little bit different. Uh, uh, the syntax is a little bit different. Um, we'll might pick one for one page or one for the other, or sometimes we'll mix it in both. You know, <laughs> depends on, on the term. Um, you know, one thing we haven't talked about, Greg, is the, yeah. the synergy between pay-per-click and SEO. Which is um, often overlooked. Yeah, and it's, it's one of the big reasons I like working with, with clients that do both. Um, it drives me nuts if I come in, they want me just to do SEO and somebody else is doing their pay-per-click because I feel like I'm losing out on my feedback loop, one of my most important feedback loops. Um, I like doing the pay-per-click where I can get the actual conversion data down, down to the keyword level so I know what's working, and mm-hmm. then I can feed that back into my optimization on the site, and what we find is the clients do a lot better. There's a lot of more... Uh, th- that synergy just works so well. I mean, having it right there in front of you um, is, is very valuable, and because uh, SEO is so time-consuming to actually work it into the pages and the anchor text and everything that you have to do for optimization this day and age, you want to make sure that your, your keyword that you select is the proper one right off the bat. You don't want to have to do it twice. Yeah, and also when you're doing the two things at the same time, let's say, for instance, PPC, you have a keyword out there, and all of a sudden the conversions go down overnight, and it turns out 
someone came out with a product with the same name but a different industry, okay? So mm. all of a sudden you can say, wait a minute, there's going to be confusion in the marketplace. I might not want all my SEO effort to keep on going for this keyword now because right. the conversion rates are going to drop organically also just because of the confusion. That, that's, that's a good example. Um, I've had clients where... Um, they did site monitoring, and they wanted to use the word accessibility, for instance. And mm -hmm. to me, as a, my usability background, accessibility, we're talking about 508, we're talking about compliance, those kind of issues. Yeah. And they were talking about, from the IT world, that site monitoring, whether your uh, site is up and down, is all about uh, accessibility of the, of, the, of the server and stuff. And it was like, it was very long and excruciating uh, period to, to prove to them, um, look, that word won't work. It has multiple meanings, and that's something you need to be really careful of. And you know, put a, put accessibility into Google, and you get all these sites about uh, handicapped accessibility and and how to make the site more accessible and things. Not about uh, site monitoring. <laughs> so that's that's a really good point. The the double meanings of some words. Right, and going back the other way, with all your organic work, you're probably going to get a wider net of keywords in your log files. Oh, yeah. And that can feed back into, right into your PPC campaigns. That, that's a good point, because uh, what you find with uh, SEO, or, or in your log files, you'll find a lot of um, words that have one, two, you know, maybe three uh, occur occurrences, you know, over a course of the, the period, whatever your course of your, your log files are, are are pulling up. Um, I like to look at those tail words because for the very reason you're talking about, it gives me ideas of words I may have overlooked, uh, words that you know, might be opportunities that we might want to capitalize that we're not even, we haven't even thought about. Um, so that's, that's a good point. In fact, a lot of those log files, they'll default to like the top 50 or the top 25. I always make them expand as much as I can, <laughs> go down into the real tra the, ta the trailing numbers, the onesies down there, just, just for insight into uh, what's working there. And if there's words that we think we might want to incorporate into our SEO or pay-per-click campaign that uh, we could do better on. Exactly. Well, we're going to take our final commercial break to listen to our fabulous sponsors, and then we're going to be right back, and we're going to talk a little bit more, and then we're going to put you into the hot seat with all the listener questions. Cool. Okay. Stick around. Good karma. We'll be back after this short break. Excellent, excellent. Choose the right affiliate program to partner with? Hey, all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time. The answer is simple. JoeBucks.com, the world's leading herbal affiliate program. JoeBucks.com is the direct manufacturer, so there's no middleman. This will allow you to make up to 50% the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month. Sign up today and watch your income grow. JoeBucks.com. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. More than a name. From WMR Studios, from Academy Award winning producer, Mr. Producer, and Academy Award winning director, Mr. Intern, comes a two hour roller coaster ride of thrills. Excited about the uh, different things that are going on here. Chills. Wow, that's excellent. And pure adrenaline. How you doing today, Greg? Excellent. 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 And again, sounds like the show's going pretty well for you. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Next Stuff Now's Chris Tolls. Excellent. And uh, welcome to Next Stuff Now. Good karma's good ROI, Greg Nyland. Trying to put your hole in the dam with all the cracks. You know, as soon as you get one, there's always a new one. Excellent. Starring the blockbuster event of the summer, Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Um, yeah, that's excellent. Critics hail it as the best buddy movie of the year. East meets West in this laugh-out-loud box office classic. Excellent. You'll cry. You'll cheer for Chris and Greg's Excellent Adventure. Rated EX4. Excellent. 
Check out Next Stuff Now with Chris Tolls, Wednesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, and Good Karma, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Eastern, only on Webmaster Radio. Coming soon to a podcast near you. Excellent. Now back to Good Karma, only on webmasterradio.fm. Now, here's your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. We're uh, wrapping up uh, this excellent show with Christine Churchill of Key Relevance. Fabulous site. Head on over there and keyrelevance.com. Christine, what are some of the things that people waste their time on when they're dealing with keywords? Oh, well, remember we were talking about those considerations? Um, a lot of people stop at popularity, and I think this is something they just they pull up Word Tracker, they look at the most popular word, and they say, this is the word I'm going after. And I mean, I've got some, uh, some folks I've worked with in the past, and they'll, they'll tell me, oh, this is the word we should be going after. And I was like, no, this is even relevant for the page. You know, they, they, there's the user intent. I mean, what you're trying to do, everything, um, should factor into that keyword selection, not just popularity. That's one of many factors. It is important, but that's probably one of the things people waste their time on. They'll, they'll go ahead and optimize for a page based on popularity uh, without really considering if that word's going to convert. And, uh, you know, especially for the home page, um, yeah, it's nice to have, have traffic, but you can probably find traffic that's going to convert better a lot of times if you, ta- if you take a little bit step back and look at the words. Yeah. Also, another thing, if you're looking at the organic realm, you might also just remember popularity is great, but if something is so popular, probably the competition level is also going to be very high. Yep, so that's it, right. <laughs> it just might not be worth your time or your PPC money to go after that term. That's know? true. Um, and what are some of the common myths that are still floating around out there? Well, the common myth, I think we talked a little bit about the keyword density. I, I, I hear that. That comes up, you know, I speak at SES on keyword stuff, and it's like that comes up just about every time. Like, what should my keyword density be? You know, a few years ago, you know, we used to say, oh, 2 to 7%, be off with it, you know. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. it's really not about the density or how many times you stuff it on the page. It's about, yeah, okay, you've got to make it relevant for that keyword. And, yes, you need to put it in the title. You need to have it in a prominent position on the page. You need to have it in your content, in the visible text. But I don't, you know, I don't even look at the keyword density, and I've got a lot of pages ranking very well in a lot of competitive terms. Um, so much of the, the work you have to do in optimization these days is off the page. So, I mean, there's kind of a balance. You have to do your on-your-page on page homework, but you also have to do off the page, and you have to go get those links with the anchor text with the right keywords in it pointing to that page. Um, you know, otherwise, you're never going to rank on a competitive term these days. It's just too hard. Yeah, I think a better question is don't ask what your keyword density should be. Ask what your inbound link density should be. <laughs> okay, right. what should the anchor text be distributed about? Because I'll tell you, if you go 100% on your anchor text, you will have issues. Right. So it's you got to figure out where exactly is that place to say, hey, this page is about widgets, and not to say raise the red flag to get someone to look over your site because it's no fun when the search engines look at your sites. Right. <laughs> I guess another uh, downfall is that the people, they may even have analytics tools and they don't use them. It, I've got a lot of clients that have walked in the door and they say, hey, I've got web trends, I've got Omniture, and, and I'll ask them, I said, well, what's it say? I mean, let's take a look at it. And uh, it's like, wait a minute. You've never looked at it. They don't know the login. They'll have to go to their IT guy to get the login. So you've got these great tools. Uh, uh, <laughs> use them. Don't let them sit yeah. there and collect dust. I mean, you've been in the business for a while. Come yeah, on, I what are some of your other funny late 90s, stories? Mid nineties. <laughs> what are the funny stories you got to share with us here? Well, it was pretty funny when we figured out that uh, the problem with the. Uh, the Dollywood. That was one of my more humorous moments. I think, you know, finding out that people can't spell um, and some of the misspellings that we've had to target in pay-per-click because of people misspelling things mm-hmm. um, has surprised me. <laughs> um, just, 
it's amazing how many people mistype or misspell words. And I know that like, Google now tells you, did you mean, and they'll put the word up there. And that's helped a lot. But, uh, uh, in fact, it's made it harder to do well with some of the misspellings because people just click that and say, oh, I'm going to go over to the misspelling. So it's taken some of the power of the misspelling away. Right. But, um, I don't know, it just there's a lot of ways to still use misspellings, and so I'm, I'm kind of still a fan of them uh, just because they usually convert pretty well. Well, I will say for people that are interested about going after the misspellings, be careful. Because if you find the misspelling, just do a little research to make sure that it's not a real word. Because sometimes you might think it's a misspelling, but really it's a correctly spelled word meaning something else. Um, I had a problem. Uh, a guy thought he had a great misspelling, had a lot of traffic. It turned out that it was a reference to a homosexual sex act. <laughs> so he had never heard of it before. It was spelled similar to his keyword, and he thought he was, wow, this has got a lot of traffic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> if it's a lot of traffic, it might be because it's a real word. So. And then he finds out that he's optimized for this porn word, and he's getting all this hate mail, and these people in blogs are like going, this guy is bad. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I, that, that would be bad news. <laughs> I really had to take, like, a full afternoon of just thinking, how can I break this news to the guy, you know? Like, how can I tell him, wait a minute, you know? So did yeah. he turn, like, totally purple when you told him this? <laughs> well, it was over the phone, so... Oh, okay, just, so you couldn't really see him. I wish I could have done a video conference on that one. <laughs> oh, my. Just to see the expression on his face. So... um. So, is there anything else before we jump into the hot seat? Oh, let's do the hot seat. That sounds like fun. Yeah. All righty. Um, now, these are the questions that the listeners from the chat room and for <laughs> people that are listening on the podcast, um, feel free to log into the chat room at webmasterradio.fm and always people going in there and chatting about stuff. And this is what they're currently chatting about. So then they're talking about us, are they? They're only talking good things about us. <laughs> <laughs> How about some of those keyword applications that cost money? Some on a monthly basis and others are a one-time fee. Are any of them worth it? Well, uh, obviously they can give you some new keyword opportunities that you haven't thought about or new examples that you hadn't thought about, and they give you some good popularity numbers. Um, you know, one thing we didn't mention about those a lot of those tools that they are skewed a little bit, and what I mean by that, they... All these SEOs out there have done ranking reports, so the numbers are inflated. Um, you know, I always I always tell my clients when they're looking at these popularity numbers, don't look at the actual numbers and don't take those as gospel. Uh, mm -hmm. Look at the kind of the rank order of magnitude and see if this one's you know above the other one. This one is probably a more popular term, but don't make that you know don't look at that specific number specific number as you know is the number. Because um, it's just not—it's too easy to inflate those numbers. Um, yeah, I don't know if uh, that helps well, a little bit. <laughs> um, I think the simple answer is yes. There are applications out there that are definitely worth the money, and just go out, read up reviews, talk to your um, fellow, uh, you know, people in the industry. At, you know, especially at these conferences, people tell you the truth and they'll tell you their experiences. Yeah, and uh, obviously a lot of people like the different tools because each of the tools have a different following. Um, I use a variety of those tools, and I use them for different things. So, I mean, I think you're right on there, Greg. You know, try the different tools. Find which ones work with your internal staff, which ones you like the way the, the output. I mean, it may just be the, uh, the format it prints out and you like better. Uh, I like the ones personally that dump into Excel. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a big factor with me because a lot of the work we do, you know, we do a lot of uh, manipulation within Excel. Um, yeah, being able to export it. the stuff is crucial. Oh yeah, for the post-processing part, it just—it's uh, very helpful to be able to put it into a um, a spreadsheet like that and move move the data around. And it seems you already have a huge fan because someone wants to know what fees does she charge on the low end for her services. <laughs> Tell them to call me. <laughs> <laughs> Keyrelevance.com is the place to go for that info, right? Oh, absolutely. I'd be glad to talk with them. 
Um, does she find that it's useful to use foreign language versions of relevant keywords, or does it not add to conversions because the site is still in English? <sighs> I'll tell you what. Um, I've done it both ways. Um, we actually do better when we have the foreign language where we take native speakers. We, I, I actually team with a, another company where they have native speakers, and we use them to do all the keyword research because what we found is, um, like, even with Britain, there's different terms and there's different expressions that we use a little bit differently than they did. And uh, the spellings, of course, that's just a dead giveaway that you're an American trying to <laughs> mask as a, as a Brit. <laughs> um, so we so we we actually team with uh, native speakers and and I know and I, we've done it in a lot of different countries and we find that using the actual um, language itself works pretty well. Now that incurs a lot more expense, obviously, um, and so in some cases what we've done is kind of a kind of a hybrid situation where we have the homepage or a version of the homepage in the native tongue um, that actually tells in their language that they're that they do most of their um, business in English. <laughs> had one company that did that, and actually that's worked fine. They've been very understanding, and and that site works great overseas. Uh, so it was even though the ads are in English for that particular client. So we've done it a lot of different ways, and I don't know if there's a right and a wrong way, but the as far as performance, the actual ones that perform the best with ones in the native native language. So if possible, go native, but you can still get benefit if you don't go down that route. A absolutely. It, it's, and it is more expensive. It's just a matter of uh, if you if your first venture overseas, you may want to do it in the English and see how it goes. And then mm -hmm. if it looks like it's promising, you may want to invest the additional funds and, and do it in the native tongue. Yeah, and um, Dave N. is available to do the native tongue for Cornwall. <laughs> <laughs> I could just imagine what they would do with, my, with keyword research there. <laughs> it won't get past the uh, children's filter on Google, but... Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's pretty good with his kids. He's, uh, he's a good dad. <laughs> oh, no, he's a great dad, but when you have him talking... Oh, I, especially after he's had a few. <laughs> I've heard him. <laughs> I don't Good know many humor, uh, better fathers than Dave N, but um, yeah, when he's had a few, <laughs> um, he's definitely guy. a language unto himself. Yeah, he's, okay. he's a, you know, it's funny, because Dave is actually quite brilliant. I, I really like talking with him. I, I pick up things from him just better time I talk with him, and, and he always makes me laugh. Every time I'm around the man, he's just, he's just so funny. Yeah, yeah. He puts a smile on everyone's face. Um, another question we have here, ask her what she thinks of the Google sitemaps for keyword research. The Google sitemaps for keyword research? You're talking about the Google sitemaps? Yep. Uh, I use I Google sitemaps. Uh, use it to make sure that there's nothing wrong with the site, that Google can't uh, crawl the, the, the site. Um, well, Google sitemaps provides some useful information. Um, in addition to just crawling the uh, URLs that you provide to them, They'll also tell you the um, keywords that you're ranking for, and then they'll tell you separately the keywords that people click to you from. And it's interesting to see that those keywords are not necessarily the same in those two different lists. I can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a bit of keyword research about that, um, but personally I don't think it's um, the most important when you're talking keyword research. No, I, I wouldn't imagine that would be the, the best source. It might be a source, and, you know, my my theory on keyword research is diverse and multiple sources is best. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I learn about new sources every day, and I just kind of jot them down, and I go check them out, because um, I, I do find that a lot of different sources give you a lot of different viewpoints, and um, it, it helps to, to have a lot of ways to find out new information and new keywords. And I think that's going to be a case where you know which keywords are already working. Uh, and I think for as far as keyword discovery, uh, finding new keywords, I'm not sure the sitemaps would be a great tool. It might just kind of confirm words you already know about. Kind of like your log files. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, another question we have here, how do you feel about filling the whole 255-character keyword um, against the short five or less word argument? Are you talking about the, the meta keyword? What are we talking about? 
Yeah, it looks like they're talking about the title tags and the meta keywords um, that, because there is a certain limit of what the search engines will crawl in that field. Shorter is usually better, um, but you have to make it what so makes sense. Like for a title tag, I rarely go over 10 words, for instance. Um, You've got to remember that prominence is, is a factor in that. So you want to have um, your main keywords, your most important keywords listed, but you don't want to have, you don't want to specialize in everything in your keyword tags. Uh, I would split the keywords over multiple pages as opposed to stuffing all of them in one meta keyword tag or, or, or other tag on the page for that matter, um, or on the page. I mean, it, it's a matter of focus. You dilute so much if you try to cram everything on one page and can't win if you're focused. With, with SEO, it's all about focus. Right. Um, another question we have, does having the key phrase on the linking page make a big difference in the PPC cost? No, there's no, uh, there's no relationship between the, the, the bid price and... Yeah, I don't get that one either. Th 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 <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, <laughs> I hear that a lot. <laughs> um, People are convinced that there's a relationship between what you're paying and pay-per-click and where they rank. And it's like, um, no. <laughs> there's kind of a Chinese wall between those departments. They don't even talk to each other. Um, let's see. Just it could increase your CTR, which, you know, there, there are some side, I guess, that you could, could stretch that imagination a little bit. And um, there's been some studies that have shown where if you show up on the in more real estate on that results page where you have an ad and you're in the organic area, that you get a higher click-through rate, but it's usually on the organic. Right. Um, but still, higher click-through rate does mean more traffic. And again, it's just talking more about the synergy between the two. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, we made for full circle today. Well, we try. <laughs> Um, let's see. I think we've covered all. Oh, um, what's uh, Christine's favorite ranking reporting tool? Tell us, Christine. <laughs> <laughs> um, is this supposed to be a plug? No, I'm serious. They posted this. Well, I'll tell you, I use, I use a couple different ones. Obviously, Web Position Gold I've used, and uh, Advanced Web Ranking is another one I use. Um, I really try to steer my clients away from being so focused on ranking, but they still want the ranking reports. Um, so I still provide to the ones that want it. But we, we, we've really kind of point them back to the analytics, and we show them the traffic and the increase in traffic that we've provided and the increase in their conversions. To me, that's um, much more important than where they rank because it's so easy to manipulate rank. I mean, if I want to... If I want to impress somebody, I can get them ranking on all kinds of obscure terms and hand us over rank, this ranking report, and they may get no traffic at all. And I know those tricks, and that's why I guess I'm not impressed by when somebody tells me, I got rank on all these things. Well, yeah, and, and what kind, let me see your analytics. Let me see your conversion <laughs> That's what I would want to say. <laughs> yeah, let that's me what's see important. what you're uh, reporting to the tax man, and then I'll tell you if you're successful or not. That's right. <laughs> You know, all those ranks, it's not going to help you unless it converts and brings you in money. Um, we do have a follow-up here. Um, the person that was talking about the Google cost says, I meant relative cost. Google claims you pay more for links to content that doesn't contain the key phrase. Mm, I haven't relative heard that one. Okay. We're, maybe if you could show me the source of that and let me see what they're talking about. Cause I'm I have not. I haven't heard that. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was going on at another. Is he talking about AdSense? Huh? Is he talking about? Uh, I'm not sure what he's talking about there. Uh, yeah, I'm not either. One of the limitations of chat. <laughs> Call him in here. Make him talk. <laughs> Speak up, caller in the chat room. <laughs> Speak up. Um, another one we have here, but it's already been answered in the chat room. What is your website? And for the people that are listening, it is key relevance. Dot com. And you know what? I'm going to spell that because key relevance is not easy to spell. <laughs> it's K-E-Y-R-E-L-E-V-A-N-C-E. -E -E. That's one of those words. If I, if I could go back and change my company name, I would. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd find a real easy to spell word. Trust me. Well, that's why I go good ROI. Hey, yours is perfect. 
But then my mom hears it and she hits me over the head. Oh no, I like your I like your domain name. I yeah, like that name. You know what, what it means in French, right? What? Good <laughs> pronounced good Roy, and it's uh, it means good king. And she's like, "What do you think?" And you know, calling yourself a good king. Where do you come from? Well, it's better than a bad king. <laughs> well, she still hit me over the head for that one. Oh, but I had to take that. Well, <laughs> we got to keep moms happy. Yeah. So just give me that domain name. I'll take it. <laughs> you can go find a new one. You can have key relevance. <laughs> <laughs> we'll swap out. Oh <laughs> uh, well, in case anyone didn't get the correct spelling of key relevance, we'll post it over at goodroi.com so people can go over there and also check out keyrelevance.com for all the latest and greatest information. And of course, go to the many sessions that you speak at. You speak at Webmaster World, um, Search Engine Strategies, High Rankings, and a bunch of others. Yeah, I do. <laughs> you just like traveling, huh? It's what? You like traveling, I guess. I seem to be on the road quite a bit. Yeah, that's that's one of the. I, I like seeing everybody and uh, getting to meet people front, you know, face to face. It, it's really different than having clients like over the phone only. I actually have some I've never met and it's always a pleasure when I can go to their town and meet them first, you know, face to face and go to their office and and they become I mean they're real people to start with, but it's 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 really nice and I enjoy. I guess I'm a people person. Yep, you definitely are and you're always a great person to hang out with and just chat about anything. Well, thank so. you. <laughs> Probably talk too much, but you know, um it, it's uh, it, it was a pleasure being on the show with you, Greg. I've, I've really had a fun time. Hey, my pleasure, and thanks for sharing some of these great tidbits with our listeners. Um, I'm already getting some email, some IMs here going on saying, you know, you guys are right. They've achieved high rankings for some highly competitive keywords doing keyword research, but conversion sucks. Yeah. So, yeah, Obviously, I mean, what we've been chatting about has some truth to it. <laughs> <laughs> so people believe us. All right. I like it. <laughs> All right. Everyone listening, hope you're having a great week, and we're going to be back next week with another great show. And, Christine, thanks so much for stopping in. Oh, Greg, it was fun. I enjoyed it. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, my pleasure. We'll have to get you back on. Oh, I'd love to. That'd be great. Great. All right. Bye-bye, everyone. Radio.fm proudly presents Inspirational Moments by David Naylor. So we sat around the bar and he's like, it's quarters. And I'm like, what do you mean quarters? He said, it's where you bounce a quarter into a pint. So I picked up my quarter and just threw it into his drink. He's like, I'm like, did I win? He's like, no. No, you didn't. It's like, I want to get cooties. Then I'm like, I'm looking at his little ball patch. I'm thinking, dude, you got cooties in the head already, so it's not going to hurt. <laughs> Tune in for more inspirational moments with David Naylor and Mikkel DeMint. Every Monday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Strike Point. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. <laughs>